Have you taken on more responsibility or expanded your scope at work or even taken on a new role? Is it time to renegotiate your salary or even ask for a raise? If so, stay tuned. In this episode, I'm covering 10 strategic steps you need to consider during these critical conversations. Welcome to Career Strategies for Women That Work with me, JJ DiGeronimo. In each podcast, I design the format to share insights, tools, and inspiration for you to gain the momentum you need to catapult in the direction you desire. With this, you can find show notes in the description. Let's get started. Are you a woman that thinks it's time to renegotiate your salary or ask for a raise? Let me assure you, you are not alone. There are many women that have crossed my path in the last six to nine months that said, you know, I'm doing two jobs or three jobs, or when I started my job, I was responsible for XYZ, and now they've added on ABC. So I'm looking forward to sharing today very specific steps you can take to position yourself for that critical conversation, reinvesting in the work that you're doing and the exchanges that you're having in your organization. As you can imagine, there are more things you can ask for outside of a raise. I have many women asking for more time off, leaving the office early, paying for additional daycare, or even investing in some enhancements to their existing office equipment, technology, or setup, or even the seating for their office at work or even their office at home. So you can use these strategies not only just to ask for additional money, but if there's other things you're looking for that will make your work and experience more enjoyable, you can definitely add them to the list. Now, before we get started, I think some of the research that I came across for this specific episode was alarming. Many of us often hear about the wage gap between men and women here in the U.S. and throughout the world, but did you know that the millions and even billions of dollars that we're losing each year is astronomical? In fact, I came across a study by the National Partnership Organization, and they had a PDF called American Women and Wages, and in that research, it shows that women employed full-time in the United States lose a combination of more than $956 billion every year on the wage gap, and that this wage gap actually impacts so many things that women invest in, like insurance, daycare, food, it is endless. So really thinking about, do I deserve this? Is now the right time? When should I go about this? Let me assure you that the wage gap is real and that the delta that is created because of the wage gap could really be a game changer for your life and for the people you love and take care of. But with this, you can't just march in the office and say, hey, you know what, I really need a raise or it's time for me to have a raise or I'd like to renegotiate my salary. Well, sure you could, but that doesn't mean it's going to happen. I really encourage women to think about their approach, do their research, understand the dynamics of the organization, what's currently happening, and really put together a plan. Because if you're going to ask for a raise, you need to have a plan. Because oftentimes it doesn't happen exactly when you want it or it doesn't happen in the way that you expect it. And having a plan helps you create other options that would work for you in the meantime or as it's unfolding for you. So stay tuned because we're going to spend this episode talking about very specific steps you should think about and do before having these critical conversations. So how to prepare and ask for a raise. 
I think for many of us, we know how much work we're doing. We know what we're contributing, and we often are aware of what's happening with other people in our organization. But even with this information, you really should do your research. So first and foremost, the first step I always encourage women to take is know your company's policy. Some companies only provide raises once a year, where others do it quarterly or even halfway through the year. But I think it's really important because if you are in month two and they only do it at month 12, you know, you will be sort of not only wasting time, but you may not be asking at a critical time. Now, for some of you, you may need a runway. Maybe you've learned that your organization gives out raises in the beginning of the year, but you have to have somebody champion you, you have to have some write-ups done or some endorsements before that happens. So really knowing your company's policy and how long it takes them to roll out the steps necessary to make your raise or renegotiated salary a reality. Number two, understanding the state of your company. Over the last 12 to 18 months, some companies have soared where others are really just trying to stay together. So even though the policy might be every year or twice a year or three times a year, not all companies are taking the same approach this year. So you need to understand, can your company support your raise? Are they in a position where they're actually even giving out raises? Because you don't want to be asking for a raise if really your company hasn't been doing raises for the last 18 months or 24 months. But you can ask for other things outside of money. As I mentioned earlier, you might ask for additional PTO days. Maybe you ask for every other Friday off or additional support for childcare. Whatever it may be for you to help you, it could even be a new computer or a better setup in your home office. There are many things that can help you between this time that gives you some flexibility and makes you feel better about the work that you're doing because you feel invested in. Number three, understand how much time you need and who you need to ask. So scheduling time for the discussion is number three. But you really have to be clear on who in the organization do you have to start with? Is this person the person that's going to give you approval? Or is it going to be multiple people you're going to have to have conversations with? I think for many of us, really getting the lay of the land is critical because sometimes the person that you work for may not be your champion and might not even support your request. So really understanding, does the person you work for often give raises or do they pass it on to somebody else? Or do you have to work through the HR department? Are you directly working for the entrepreneur that has everything they need to say yes? So really think about who do you have to have meetings with? Where do they sit in the org chart? Is there a first meeting before a second meeting? Like, do you need to meet with HR first or do you need to meet with your direct manager or can you meet with your manager's manager? Really understanding what the layout of the org chart is, who needs to be involved in the approval and execution of giving you a raise or giving you the additional features or technologies or perks that you're looking for and how much time do you need to give them? So once you know your company's policy, you understand the state of your company, and you know who to schedule time with for the discussion, now you really need to think about, is your request justified? You essentially need to build your business case to justify your ask. Now, don't be afraid. This is things that you should already know. And what I often encourage women to think about is how have I increased revenue, streamlined operations, or advanced the brand? When you think about the impact you've had to the organization, really think about how has your work mattered 
What have you impact? How have you moved the needle? Think about where it matters on a bigger scale, not only for the level you're at, but the level above you and likely two and three levels above that, because often that is what is needed to get approval for your request. Now, if you're thinking, oh gosh, JJ, I'm done. I'm not doing that. I'm not putting together a case study. I'm really not going to do that. Like they should just know to give me a raise. I will assure you that many people are not thinking about you, your career, or how much you make. You often have to find champions to help you. And for them to help you, you have to give them the information so they can represent you in rooms that you're not invited to. I share this in detail in episode number eight, why women need mentors and sponsors at work. Because the reality is your ask is going to be talked about in rooms that you're not invited to. So putting together a one-page slide or a one-page Word document of the projects that you have touched in the last 6 to 12 to 18 months and what positive impact they've had on the company, your customers, the revenue, your brand, or any other key criteria that you can identify. Justifying the request is a great way for you to get confidence in what you're asking for too. So definitely don't overlook this step. This is something that not only puts essentially your case study together, but reassures not only you, but the people that you're talking with that you've done a great job and that there should be a further investment in you and your work moving forward. So don't be afraid to take this step, even if it takes you a week or a weekend or even a couple weeks to put together. It's a great tool for you to get all your talking points in an order and give you a leave behind. So after the meeting's done, people have it and can use it as a tool to talk about your accomplishments and your request. Now you might be thinking, oh gosh, JJ, this is so much more work than I had wanted to do. I've been doing such a great job at my job. They should just give me a raise. Listen, I'm with you. I've been there. I understand that. But the reality is, is everybody is working on their job. They're juggling many, many responsibilities at home and at work. And many people are not really thinking about you, your career, the way you want them to be doing so. So as you think about preparing for your raise or asking for particular additions to maybe the package or the offering they've given you to date, or even you're renegotiating your salary because you've taken on a different role and your salary has not aligned with the work that you're doing now, it really is important that you understand the policies, the state of where your company's at, who in your organization is going to be part of this discussion, and how you can justify this ask at this time. In the next section, I'll be going through four more steps. It's always great to take notes, but you can download all steps in the show notes. I will have a download option for you where you can put your name and email, and I will email you the complete list. To go to the show notes, you can either visit my website at jjdgeronimo.com, pop over to podcasts, drop down to episode 14, or to make it easy, you can go to jjdgeronimo.com forward slash 14 to grab your document for these steps. Are you looking for audio solutions to enhance your online presence? Check out EPOS. They deliver high-end audio solutions for the enterprise and gaming. Based on their pioneering audio technology, they strive to unleash human potential by perfecting the audio experiences and delivering innovative design and performance with all of their audio solutions. Thank you, EPOS and the tech-savvy woman that generously sent me the BT in-ear neckband, which is comfortable and effective, along with their power bank that travels with me everywhere. I love these audio solutions. 
To check out these solutions and others, visit the show notes for their website. So there's still so much to discuss. And for many of you may be thinking, oh my gosh, JJ, I still cannot get over how much I have to do so far. And I would say to you, this is about putting your business case together because you're essentially asking for more of something. And to get that, oftentimes people are not just handing that out, that you have to do the legwork to get it done. And so when you think about what we talked about earlier, not you not only have to know the policy and the state of your company, but you also need to know who in the organization is going to help you make that happen. And sometimes it's not the obvious route. So doing a little bit of investigation while you're justifying what you're asking for is absolutely critical. And I think for many of us, we do it one time or we go in and ask as part of the back end of a meeting or the back end of a staff call or the back end of a one-on-one without really putting the due diligence in to really state our case. So I encourage you to take the time and state your case as I mentioned earlier. And then I'm going to share five or six more steps with you here. Now, don't worry. I'm going to list this all out for you in a document as I have for other episodes, and I will add it to the show notes. So you can pop over to my website, Geronimo. go to podcasts, and then drop down to episode 14 where you'll find it. You can enter your email, it'll show up in your inbox, or you can go to jjdgeronimo.com forward slash 14. That will bring you directly to the show notes for this episode and includes a box where you can add your name and email to download the document. I'm loving this because it's really interesting to see the dynamics of which episodes really are exciting and people are downloading. And I'm actually getting many women that are using these worksheets and downloadable documents for their women's groups. And also if they're mentoring or sponsoring women, they're actually sharing them with them as well. So it's been really great to see what's resonating, what's landing. But with that, let's jump into the next step. Step five is to remember that you're selling yourself. You're presenting yourself in a professional manner because you have an ask about you, your professional impact, and how the organization should compensate you. So step number five is present yourself well. I'm not suggesting you go in in a tuxedo or a suit, but I am suggesting that you don't show up in clothes that you wear for dress down day. This is important and you want to look the role that you're aspiring to achieve next and dressing accordingly matters. And remember, people see how you put yourself together first. Well, not first. As many of you know, they feel your energy first. They see how you put yourself together second and they hear what you have to stay third. So make sure that you keep this in mind when you're going into these Important meetings when you're positioning yourself for more of them to invest in you. Step six is avoid ultimatums. Now, many times when people are asking for another level of investment, they often wait too long for that ask. And by the time they get to that conversation, they're frustrated, fed up, and feel like they've been used in some instances. And when that happens and you go into these meetings with your manager, your manager's manager, the HR team, oftentimes we're fired up that we haven't been recognized or given another level of compensation, whether that's extra PTO days, extra technology, a new computer, or a raise. In any instance, Oftentimes we feel like we are owed that or should have that already, but you have to remember people are living their lives 
They're working in their jobs. They're positioning for their next position. Sometimes they're not completely aware of how you feel or what you feel you need unless you share it with them. Giving them an ultimatum is often detrimental. So make sure you get ahead of your ask. Make sure you give enough runway that people have opportunities to make phone calls, ask their superiors, align details with HR. So giving them enough runway that allows them to help you is really important. And step number seven is keep to the facts. Minimize your emotion. Stick to the facts based on your results. Now you may have situations at home that you need to deal with and the money is absolutely critical or the time off is critical, but you often want to stay focused on how you've already made a difference for the organization, for the team, for the department, for the product timeline, because you want to create a path for where you're going with your career and you want to do it based on where you've been and what you've contributed and what you're doing moving forward. And if you take that conversation on a hard right and take the sympathy card, or you want them to empathize with your situation, or you even want them to feel bad for where you are, you take the focus off all the great work you're already doing. So even though there may be a story associated why you have this ask, you may not want to make it the focal point of the discussion. As I mentioned earlier in step four, you want to justify the request, build your business case to justify your ask. And that empathy piece I'm not sure you want to lead with that. If you really feel the need to share it at some level, maybe based on a timing, there's something to do with timing of why it's important, then sure, you can add it, but do not let it take the driver's seat of the conversation. Step number eight is ask and wait. Years ago, I had a sales position and some of the best training happened when I was in that sales role. And one of the greatest bits of advice that I still carry with me is ask and wait. Now, when you put your proposal together, you do the legwork, you tee up the conversation. When you finally ask that question that tees up what you've been preparing for the conversation, like, I would really like to ask for a raise based on the commitments I've already made to the company and the outcomes and also where I'm taking the role next. Or I really would like some more PTO time. I've had the same PTO time for five years and I would like five extra days in this next calendar year. Whatever the ask may be, once you ask with purpose, be silent. I love this strategy because it forces the other person to say something. And that something often is a really clear indicator of how they feel about what you're asking. So even if it's two, three minutes long and it gets uncomfortable, let me assure you, it's important that you ask. Because many times, if you're not silent, you will do all the talking with no clear indication of is it possible or how can it happen? One trick I do is I often put three or four questions in the beginning of the conversation so I can assess where the person is based on where I want to take the conversation. So for example, if you've been working on a big project or you've been streamlining some operations or you've gotten a huge sale, whatever it is. Asking how they feel about the work you've done to date, such as, hey, John or Sally, what do you think about that project that we just took to market? If they come back and say, oh my gosh, it's spectacular, it's driving new revenue, the CEO loves it, you already know that they're on your side in the sense of you making a larger impact for the organization. But if they say, 
oh, you know, I, I really just haven't had time to look at it. I'm not really sure where we are with the project timeline. Gosh, I need to go back and look at that. That would be a red flag to me. Yeeks, I got a lot of selling here because obviously they don't really know what I've been working on and they might not be as excited as I am about compensating more because they're not even sure what project or impact I'm making in the organization. So I even encourage you to do a couple questions for the initial conversation to just get an idea of where they are, to understand how much selling you have to do of what you've been doing for the company for the last 12 to 24 months and why your ask makes sense now. Number nine, regardless of the response, work to understand what next steps are. So number nine is build a plan. So regardless of what the person says, make sure you have a plan moving forward. So if the plan is yes, we will move forward on your ask. Be sure you understand when and how this will unfold. Because I can't tell you there are several people in my professional network where they had a great conversation. They actually received a verbal during the conversation, which is usually unusual. And then nothing happened. There was no raise. There was no promotion. Why? Not because the person had bad intention, but the person got busy and forgot about it. And there was no plan of how it was going to manifest, how it was going to unfold, how they were going to get to that next level. So regardless of how the conversation goes, make sure you have a plan. If the answer is yes, we support you. I'll make this happen for you. How does that happen? Do they have to talk to their boss? Do they have to talk to HR? Do they have to get budget? What are the steps? And who is responsible for each step? You may be responsible for some steps. They may be responsible. Maybe HR may be responsible. But having a project sort of list of things that has to happen, and then who is going to take responsibility for each step? Then you have a talk track or something to work from as you have follow-up meetings in weeks to come. Now, I have to say, you know, this does take time. And for many people that are in my network and have shared their stories with me, This is often takes 6, 12, 18 months to really get going on these engines. And so, as I mentioned earlier, don't wait too long. If it's something you think you're going to want in the next six to nine months, I would start sooner rather than later because oftentimes there's only a pot of money and resources that you're vying for and getting those conversations started will give you an indicator if you're supported or not supported and how much of an uphill battle you have to go to get what you want. And for many of you, if the answer is no, hey, you know what? We love what you're doing, but we're not going to give you anything else. I think understanding why and making sure that you can have other conversations in the organization to see where it makes sense to take your career, take your responsibility. Maybe it's hiring another person. Maybe that's what you're asking for. And what are the steps to make that happen? Who's actually going to go do the recruiting and find the the people for the role? How are we going to get this person on board? You need to have a plan. So even if the initial response is not exactly what you want, be sure you have a plan. And the last step, step number 10, is be sure you follow up with some thank yous. Thank you for your time. Thank you for the insight. Thank you for laying out that plan. The beauty of following up with a thank you gives you a reason to reconnect again. So you can easily say, I really appreciate your time, Tom or Sarah, and I'm looking forward to our next meeting in three weeks where we can talk about XYZ. Or I really appreciate you connecting me with HR to further outline the steps or identifying what is next. Or hey, really appreciate your time. Looking forward to hearing what your boss says 
about compensating or getting me help in my current role. Whatever it is for you, you need to follow up on the conversation and you really should book another meeting with the same person, whether it's yes or no, because you have aspirations to expand your impact or you've expanded your impact and now you want to be compensated. Whatever it is for you, you need to have that constant conversation because in many ways, People that talk more about what they need, want, and have done actually get more attention and often more budget or salary or resources. And whatever that is for you, you have to keep the conversation going. So number 10 is be sure to send a thank you with your request. Now, for many of you, you may have been taking notes, but if you haven't, you can always pop over to the show notes at jjdgeronimo.com forward slash 14 to download all 10 steps. I get excited. I thought I was going to talk about seven, but I'm really excited that I got to eight and even to 10 because I think for many of us, we need a plan and this can be overwhelming and scary, but honestly, this is just business. This is everyday business. Everything is an exchange. And if you're in a position where you think you're giving more than you're getting, you have to have a plan. And these 10 steps will help you with your plan. I'm sure you may adjust them or change them or add your own, but I think for many of us, we need to have a plan and really think this through so that it's not a side conversation or an afterthought, because honestly, what you're delivering adds value to the organization and it is an exchange. So if you want more for the exchange, you have to put your plan together to make it happen. So thank you for joining me here and note it is summer here where I live My kids are off school, so I'm going to record one more episode two weeks from the day this drops, and then I'm going to take some time off for the summer to spend some good quality family time with my kids and cut back a little bit on the to-dos, because as many of you know, come mid-August and beyond, I'm going to start down a whole path with creating additional tools for professional women on how to get better aligned to their life's work and make it happen. So I know I've talked to many of you about this on my Instagram page and some other places that I show up, but I'm very much looking forward to rolling out new tools and strategies for women like you that want to make a larger impact, but want to know how to do it that's more strategic. So we're doing less, but achieving more. So thank you so much for joining me. Be sure to rate the podcast and share it with your girlfriends, because we all know we all need resources, strategies, and game plans to make our goals a reality. Thanks again, and I'll see you back here soon.